tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Well, tonight, Fix the Country demands unconditional release of 49 demonstrators arrested by the police during the Occupy Jilobi House protest. The- Details as private legal protectioner describes the police move as weaponizing fear and intimidating Ghanaians from exercising their rights. So you can see how they are weaponizing fear so that demonstrators will not be interested in going out there because they are used, they have become aware. These are officers who know, this is a leadership that knows. We'll bring you the latest reaction from the police and speak to a professor of law on whether the right to protest is under threat in Ghana. Also coming up, security reinforced in Pusiga town of the Upper East region following a tragic attack on commercial vehicles by unknown armed gunmen that resulted in the death of nine persons and several others. Five women were shot dead in the car, and then one man. But before we got there, the driver and other people from that car have been evacuated and rushed to the hospital. Well, in business. Energy Minister Dr. Matthew Opoku Prempe debunks assertions that Ghana and Africa are contributing significantly to global gas emissions. We'll bring you details uh, later in the bulletin. Pursuing the desired career or making money to be comfortable. I didn't forget about school entirely. I only diverted so that I could earn some money. When I can afford to pay my tuition and take care of myself and my family, then I will return to the classroom. We'll bring you more in today's story of hope. Let's settle for the details now. Well, tonight, Fix the Country is demanding unconditional release of demonstrators arrested by the police this morning during the Occupy Jilobi protest here um, in Accra. Well, scores of demonstrators were picked up by the police and are still in detention in several police stations across the capital. Um, the police on Friday claimed it had served organizers with a court process seeking to prohibit them from holding their intended demonstration against what they say is high-level corruption unemployment and mismanagement of the economy. The organizers deny the claims of the police. Born this shortly first, uh, one of the demonstrators who wants to be identified by a first name Sarah says she decided to take part in the protest because it is very difficult to feed her four children now. She says times are very hard. 
I can't be buying Kenke for five cities. What I was buying one city. Ghana is cost of living is terrible. I have four kids. Taking care of them is terrible. So that's one part. Your school fees or what exactly? Their living, cost of living, their feeding, transportation, everything is times five. It's terrible. My salary cannot take care of them. Well, two protesters who were speaking to me during an interview were arrested on camera. Listen to my conversation with Oswald Kabute and Tashi Benson before they were bundled into a waiting police vehicle. I heard they have been arrested, but that, that will not stop me from coming. I'm here to take part in this protest because our future is at stake. Look at the way the country is being run. The borrowing is just anyhow, and you are not seeing what the effect of the borrowing. The youth are suffering, the youth are dying. When you go to what? The airport. The place is always full. People are packing out. Why? Because there is no future for them here. We don't have to go to Europe and America to go and what? Survive. You can survive in Ghana. How are you going to survive in Ghana? By our leaders, what? Giving us a better what? Ghana. The promise is that's what? Ghana beyond age. Is that what you are seeing? Even if one person is even left, that one person will go. In as much as democracy is concerned, what matters the most is there is no definition for democracy. So in as much as we don't hold arms, we are not armed, and anybody arresting anybody, that means that that person who has sent anybody to arrest anybody is a dictator. I'm a Pan-Africanist. My forefathers who formed the NPP in 1954, we are not here. We are here to cry in solidarity of the ordinary Ghanaian. Mm. Today, Ghanaian children, parents can no longer feed their children. Now, so please, officers, uh, police officers now arresting um, some of the protesters who who came here and said they're going to protest despite police preventing them. Is that what they signed up for? They are suffering. And fruit, come. Go down, go down. Go down, go down. Come, fruit, come. Go down, go down. He's a media man. You had Oswald Kabute and Tashi Mensa interacting with me, Maxwell Agbaba, before they were bundled into a waiting please vehicle. While some members of the Fix the Country movement I spoke to are demanding the immediate release of their colleagues. They said they, said they would stay at the central police station until their colleagues are released. Our demand right now is for them to release the people. None of the people over here has committed any crime. You get it? We are citizens and we have the right to protest. So you can't just come and mass up and be arresting citizens to just for nothing. People exercising their democratic rights, you just come and arrest them, telling them that you serve them a court notice. When the, which of the police serve who, who, who notice a kind of a intimidation they are trying to do to the people? And we do not accept it. So right now we are telling them to release the people inside over there because... You had some members of Fix the Country. Well, a scaffold broke out in front of the Accra Regional Police Headquarters with some policemen manhandling some of the protesters. Listen to journalist Bridget Otu, who says she was there as a protester, a citizen, and not a spectator. In that famously plagiarized speech by the President of the Republic, Daniel Kufuado, he talked about us being citizens and not spectators. It was inspirational for all of us to get involved. As a journalist, I have reported on this for so long. But you know what? I'm equally affected. My business is affected. I'm struggling to pay people. So when people, when young people say they want to process because of what they are going through, leaving this country because they don't have opportunities, the least I could do was just to show up. So I drove, I wasn't even in Accra, I drove all the way from the central region to Accra just to witness, only to get here and be told that they have been dispersed, taken to various police stations. And so I came to the Greater Accra Regional Command. And when I came, my parents, who was in, 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 in agony of her son missing because the son had been picked up by police and taken in there. 
you had journalist Bridget Otu who says she was there as a protester. Well, another journalist from Metro TV, Vanessa Boatin, says she was also manhandled. I was taking shots of what was going on and immediately more than six police officers surrounded me, hand, pushed my, my hand behind my back. And Lucia Fuseni was there and he was trying to tell them to stop and they just shoved him aside. One guy who's, who is my lawyer, my lawyer there, he has also been arrested for just asking them to stop. They beat, you, you should see what is, I don't believe that. I, 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 I just can't understand and that. The, the, uh, yes, my lawyer was telling them that she's a journalist, leave her alone. As they were all holding, some of them were holding their guns like this, as if they are ready to do whatever they want to do. And more than six of men, policemen, I'm not talking about women, policemen, six policemen, and they were, they, they just shoved my hand behind my back and bring the phone, bring the phone. And one talk I had to, Jesus Christ, seen with my eyes how they hit the protesters there. And the lawyer who was representing me just said, oh, she's a journalist, leave her alone. They were hitting her with hitting him with his foot and they just whisked him away. I said, no, we don't know even we don't even know where he is. If someone says they are not beating protesters, I can tell you that it's a big lie because I have seen it. And the way they handled me over there. You had a journalist with Metro TV, Vanessa Boateno, lawyer for some of the protesters, and Prince Ganaku says the arrest by the police is an abuse of the court processes. But because they haven't done anything wrong. There were the third batch of people I was told were told that they were being invited after the first batch and second batch had been arrested the third batch was told they were being invited only for them to come here and be told that they are under arrest and that their phones have been well, they're currently in custody and we are working around the clock to 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 get them out not the specific client that called me here in the morning i haven't seen him um we are all quite worried as you can see some of their their their, their friends and colleagues are around and because I have no evidence of this, I am cautious with my, my words, but I have heard that the leader has been maltreated inside. Um, but he's a lawyer. Um, That's Oliver Bakavoma. Yes, Oliver is a lawyer. He's, he's, quite, he's quite courageous. I'm sure Oliver will handle himself. And when we get him out, not if, when we get him out, we will hear the full story of it and then we will proceed as necessary. What timelines are you looking at for them to get them out today? We want to get them out. We want to get them out. They haven't done anything. It doesn't make sense. Like, why are they in jail? Think about it. Like, can I, can I send you in right now? I, I can't do it. Why are they in jail for standing around wearing black t-shirts or for declaring that they want to go on a demonstration? They haven't even taken one step to... to they hadn't, what have they done wrong? What have they done wrong? It's just an abuse of the process. You had lawyer for some of the protesters, Prince um, Ganaku, in the last 30 minutes, fixed the country and released a statement. My colleague, Kweku Asante, just joined me in the studio with details of that statement. Kweku, what are their demands? So, uh, Maxwell fixed the country uh, demanding and they are condemning the unreasonable, unlawful and unconstitutional arrest of protesters in Accra. They say they draw attention to the dire implications of this course of action by the Ghana Police Service and by extension government who have chosen to suppress the rights of citizens. What has happened is that around 8 a.m. the Ghana Police Service arrested several of our protesters including key members of the organizing team. We have further reports that those arrested are being dispersed into different police stations to make it difficult for our legal team to attend to them as required by law. We urge all well-meaning Ghanaians at home and abroad to make their voices heard, Maxwell. Well, the police have also issued a statement. Give us details. Yes, the police say that today they have arrested 49 suspects in connection with an unlawful assembly and violation of the public order act. The 49 suspects who are currently in custody assisted investigation were arrested within the vicinity of the Jubilee House and the 37 hospital area. They say they want to state that the police do not take delight in preventing any group from demonstrating as the service has a track record 
but with a view of the above, they reiterate the position and the need for the general public and in the interest of public order and public safety to disregard any invitation by the organizers to take part in unlawful demonstration. The NDC is also um, condemning the alleged police brutality. What more is contained in that statement? Yes, Maxwell, a statement signed by Fifi Fiavikwete, General Secretary of the NDC, says the NDC has learned with great disappointment the brutality meted out today on the Occupy Jubilee House protesters in the early hours of today, the NDC is saddened by such crude tactics being downplayed by the police at a time when institutions must be doing more. After 31 years of our democratic journey, it's a crying shame that we cannot find more peaceful ways to address these issues. A statement signed by General Secretary of the NDC, Fifi Fiavikwete. Mm. Thank you, Kweku Asante. We can now head to the phone lines and speak to Associate Professor of Law at the University of Ghana School of Law, Professor Kweju Tia. Also joining us um, via the phone lines is lawyer for some of the protesters, Yunus um, Fuseni. He's also joining us via the phone lines. Before we come to you, Prof, though, um, Mr. Fuseni, we want to find out what is the latest on the arrest of um, your clients. So, the, thank you for having me. The, the latest, we, before we left the uh, Greater Accra Regional Office of the Police. Uh, the uh, uh, protesters were dispersed to eight police, uh, eight, uh, uh, police stations. Uh, uh, they are being held at those police stations at the uh, uh, instance of the Regional Command of the Police. Uh, the, we have sent lawyers uh, to, uh, to them at their various police stations to help them in the, uh, uh, their caution statements. And, and uh, we are waiting for further uh, action by the police. Uh, we've been told that uh, tomorrow they will be sent to court, and we are on standby uh, uh, so that tomorrow when they go go to court, or if they appear, we may pursue them for court tomorrow. Uh, we can provide them with legal assistance. Mm. So it means they're going to be detained um, throughout the night. They're going to spend the night there at the police station. <laughs> it appears that, that that's what the police want to do. Hmm. So, so how are you taking this? Um, uh, and you've been interacting with them. What have they been telling you? Well, you see, you see, the, the, what is more disturbing about this unlawful arrest is that the 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 protesters, uh, uh, Democracy Hub, uh, had informed the police and complied with the provisions of the uh, Public Order Act. The field uh, refused or neglected to comply with the procedural steps required under the law. And then decided to invoke uh, 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 or the one subsection six to file an injunction uh, in court to prevent the demonstrators from carrying out the uh, intended demonstration. The fact is that the two uh, conditions uh, that must be met before the police can apply to court for a prohibition of the of the march, and they never sought to uh, exhaust the. Uh, conditions pro provided under the law before the uh, they applied for I mean to the court for I mean to for an injunction to restrain the the demonstrators from carrying out their demonstration and even with that the the they filed the application uh, the application has not been heard by any court and then uh, they, they then decided to use this brute, uh, brute force on the demonstrators and arrested them and they are unlawfully detaining them at the police stations and that is what has has uh, caught my attention and, and the attention of many lawyers and we think that this is an egregious uh, violation of their fundamental rights hmm. and, and that's why we provide them with legal assistance. Uh, are you optimistic that they'll be granted bail if they're sent to court, uh, to court tomorrow? No basis for their arrest. There's no basis for their arrest. 
I mean, it's an I mean, it's an exercise of their fundamental rights under the constitution. Uh, the 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 way they have to uh, exercise their right is regulated by law. And if the police have failed, neglected, or refused to comply with the law, they should not be exercising this unlawful arrest or I mean, I mean taking the law into their own hands to detain peaceful protesters and defenseless citizens of this country. Okay. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Fuseni, for joining us. You know, Mr. Fuseni is a former member of parliament and lawyer for um, Fix the Country protesters. Now, we can now head over to um, Professor of Law. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Or Professor Kwejo Pijitia, who is also joining us. Professor, for, um, there are sessions out there um, that the right to protest is under threat. Um, there are some people who think that the police is just abusing court processes and using that as a decoy to prevent people from protesting. What, what do you make of that assertion? Yeah, that assertion is right. Uh, it's very unfortunate. And it looks like the police is gradually degrading its status and image. Um, clearly, the police is in violation of the Public Order Act. It is also in violation of the constitutional right for people to assemble and to demonstrate and to express their opinions and views on issues that are of concern to them as citizens and not as spectators. And then even if they have violated the law, there are basic rules on how to ensure that a suspect or an accused person, even an accused person, does not lose his or her rights, but new rights accrue to him or her as a result of the fact that the person um, is entitled to, for example, uh, access to a lawyer, and the person is entitled to bail, the person is entitled to be treated with humanity and with dignity. But from the indications and the information we have taken, it means that all these steps and legal processes are being violated by the police. And it's very unfortunate. It is indicating that we are gradually degrading into uh, a police state status. Ghana needs to be very careful about that. Uh, from the statements put out by the Ghana Police Service, they, they think they are right. Uh, but if you speak to lawyers, they also hold a different opinion on this. Does the filing of an injunction application and its service act as an injunction itself? Well, opinion is divided on this. Some argue that if there is at an injunction, then um, a case has been uh, put before the court, it has not been heard, but it involves an injunction. Then the other party should not do anything. That may affect the outcome of the, outcome of the case in case the injunction is, is allowed. Some also the view that as long as the case has not been heard, then it means the other party can continue to do whatever the, um, the person planned to do, which called for the injunction application. And in recent times, we've seen situations where cases have gone to court um, on grounds of injunction, but the party that um, the other party is seeking to injunct has gone ahead to do what it wants to do. A good example is the EC and trying to avoid service of the uh, injunction case to come before the courts. 
So I don't see what is wrong for the um, democracy hard people to go and do their demonstration. And even if you look at the facts as we have been narrated, they didn't take any step to go on any demonstration. They were just gathering. These are their people have their rights, their right to uh, congregate and to decide on whatever they want to do. So to bundle such people into uh, police vans and buses and so on and molest them is clearly a violation of their fundamental rights. And uh, apart from that, if you look through the, uh, the Public Order Act, the police don't have such powers. They have sent the case to court, uh, an injunction. The injunction um, has, uh, has been served on the, on the democracy of people through their lawyers. That is fine. So long as the service has been effected and the people say they will still go on the demonstration, the court, it is up to the police to go back to the court for the court to say that the, whether the, the, the uh, democracy of people are in contempt of court or for some other decision by the court before the police can act. The police cannot take the law into their own hands. The police saying that they are acting, arrest, they are arrested, the democracy are based on the public order act. The public order act nowhere says this. So it is very curious how they understand and interpret the public order act. Mm. It is very strange and it is very worrying. There's, there's been a trend that is developing and we need to make sure that the police uh, is uh, recognized that it doesn't have the law in their own hands. It cannot do anything as it wishes. The law has to be applied and the law has to be respected. And the police are not respecting the law. It, the, rather, the democracy people are respecting the law. And so that should be the, 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 the line which we should be drawn and made clear that the police is in violation of the constitutional rights of those people in terms of their right to demonstrate, mm. their right to assemble. Okay. And also their rights to not to be arrested for just gathering. Okay. The police, on the other hand, has violated their rights in this regard. Hmm. There are certain rights which we call civil and political rights. Okay. The best way you can enjoy is right, this right is by not doing something on the part of the government. Okay. I want to say a big thank you um, for joining us, uh, Professor Akwejiwe Piajitia. He's an associate professor at law at the University of Ghana School of Law. Let's go to the Upper East region now, where the District Security Council of Pusiga has intensified um, security measures in the area following a deadly attack on traders by unidentified gunmen along the Pumankum Highway. This unfortunate incident claimed the lives of nine individuals, including six women and three men, while several others sustained injuries. The motive behind the attack is unknown, however, Abdullah Zuberu, uh, the DCE for Pusiga has stated that the situation is under control and investigations have been initiated to apprehend the culprits. He spoke to my colleague Samuel Mbura. He detected that the gunshots in the 207 car affected, uh, I think, five women were shot dead in the car and then one man. But before we got there, the driver and other people from that car have been evacuated and rushed to the hospital. We have spoken to you too, I'm told about the two of them also died. Then on the, on the other urban car that was able to uh, speed off, they were, able to, they were able to shoot at that urban car and then the bullet also killed one woman in that car. 
Uh, according to the police, they confirm dead bodies are about nine now. That six women and then three men. Can you confirm to us, are these all Ghanaians or they are coming from Togo? I think we have to do further checks. You have there uh, uh, my colleague Samuel Mbura speaking to the DCE for Pusiga Abdullah Zuberu. Now joining us is the Upper East Regional Correspondent, Albert Sorry. Albert, can you provide any further details about this incident uh, beyond the loss of nine lives? Yes, so what happened was that, as uh, you earlier read, these were passengers, uh, traders, going from Boko to Sankasi to uh, do uh, their business. When uh, they got to the area around the Bewa uh, Training College at Pusiga, there's a forest nearby, and that is where we are told that these armed men laid ambush and opened fire on them. Um, I've been speaking with my police uh, sources this evening uh, to ascertain whether they have made any arrests so far, but what they are telling us is that they are still investigating. As of now, they have not been able to make any arrests. Um, none of the police officers who were uh, on that patrol duty um, have been hurt in this incident. But we are told that the vehicle they were using has been badly uh, damaged. Albert, I can imagine how terrified residents will be at this um, point. You've been interacting with them. What have they been telling you? Hello, Albert. Yes, Maxwell. Yes, I'm sure you've been interacting with residents. What what have they been telling you? How are they feeling? So, so for many of the residents of Boko, um, when things like this happen, they normally get very worried because um, this is not the first time an, an incident of this nature is happening. What they continue to wonder is whether um, finally people will be arrested and punished for these uh, acts of violence. Because uh, for a long time now, it doesn't appear that when these things occur, people get arrested for uh, these things. So uh, many of the residents in Boko are actually hoping that this time around, the police and the government will actually bring the perpetrators to book. Thank you very much. Um, Albert Soares, our Upper East Regional Correspondent. Now joining us as Member of Parliament for Pusiga, um, Ladi Ayamba. But Ayamba, how concerned are you about this distressing development in your constituency? Is your line is pain. Uh, please, is it fine? Is it okay? Can you hear me now? A bit louder, please. Is it okay now? Yeah, it's, it's better. Yes, I'm asking how concerned you are about the situation in your constituency. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, let me say good evening to you and then your listeners. I am very concerned. I am very concerned. And uh, first of all, let me extend my condolences to the bereaved families and wish the injured a speedy recovery. I am concerned because it's becoming unbecoming, and this is the worst so far, with uh, people being killed especially women. That is where I'm much, much, much worried. I'm not saying it's good to kill men, but the women who were going about their duty, that is going to market, most probably, or visiting relatives, because I do not know where they were actually heading to. The, that high street is 
rides from Bolga to Boku to Widama and crosses the border to Togo. So there were women and there were men. Out of uh, the incident that occurred, we had nine casualties. Six men, six, six women and three men were killed on the spot. Twelve were injured. Out of the twelve that were injured, eleven are women and one is a man. And two are in critical condition. Both are women. Currently, one is in a family teaching hospital and the other is in Bolgatanga Regional Hospital. It's very sad, very disheartening. I just wonder, I feel very bad. In fact, I have no way to express my displeasure because I was very busy undertaking some activities in my constituency when I heard of the incident. I got there and the police were already running around and trying to make sure that they get the perpetrators of this heinous crime. So I had to go to some senior officers to ask what the situation or what actually happened. And indeed, this is uh, the story they gave me. Two vehicles were being escorted by security personnel. I do not know where the two vehicles were coming from. On one of the vehicles, one woman was killed. And on the second, eight persons were killed. And that brought the figure to nine. Yeah, but I am looking at the grim nature of um, this killing. Do you think it goes beyond the usual triggers that we know in that part of the country? I mean, because in the, many have raised concerns about um, the threat of terrorism spilling down from the Sahel to West African um, coastal states. Do you think um, that what we are witnessing now goes beyond what we've all known to be the trigger in that area? Well, it could be, you know, uh, when it comes to such situation, you cannot just pinpoint and say exactly that these are either the people or these are the causes of such incidences. Because on that highway and around the forest, anybody could have been around. Either people from across the borders, people from other constituencies or districts or towns and what have you. And as for the cause, I cannot at this moment tell. The security should be able to tell where these people were going to. Because in the first place, there are so many towns before you get to Widana, which is the last town of Ghana and Pulmakom. Then you cross to the east and that is, you go to Sankansi, which is a very big market. So if we say it is triggered by maybe ethnic, the ethnic uh, conflict that already exists, we might be making a mistake. You had Member of Parliament for Pusiga Constituency, Ladi Ayamba. I want to say a big thank you um, for joining us. You're still listening to Newsnight with me, Maxwell Ababa. Emma Davis is here with business. Hi. Emma.
Hi, Maxwell. Business on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN, Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntex Tanks, and Pep Student Charcoal and Herbal. My name is Emma Davis. Energy Minister. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. That Dr. Matthew Opoku Prempe has debunked assertions that Ghana and Africa are contributing significantly to global gas emissions. According to him, the continent lacks the technology and financial resources to undertake faster energy transition, unlike the Western nations. He is therefore advising the Western world to put in more efforts to safeguard the environment. So what we are saying in Ghana, what we are saying in Africa generally is that we've contributed very little to this global gas emission story. The whole of Africa has contributed less than 3%. And when we even use our God-given resources inside Africa, we will not even be up to 4%. So yes, we hear you, but don't rush us. Because we have neither the technology nor the financial resources to enable us to transition. That was the Minister of Energy, Dr. Matthew Opoku Prempe. The Association of Ghana Industries is urging government to implement policies that will protect local industries and boost the manufacturing sector. This is coming after industry experienced a contraction in the second quarter of this year, according to provisional estimates by the Ghana Statistical Service. Speaking at the Industrial Summit, its president, Dr. Humphrey Ayim Dake, also called on government to implement incentives to turn around the ailing manufacturing sector. Therefore, incentivizing local industries makes a big difference, and this will lead to a total structural transformation of our economy if we deepen the value chain agenda as tabled today. This may sound long-term, but it is of necessity and it is achievable. Indeed, the Association of Ghana Industries is prepared to work closely with government to implement this important substitution policy which could inure to our country's growth strategy. We are determined to scale up and build up local production capacity for enterprises development to become African giants. With the right support from government, indeed a combination of government and private sector-led industrial development in the early stage of industrialization is non-negotiable for a developing economy. That was Dr. Humphrey Ayim Dake, president of the Association of Ghana Industries. The Ghana Association of Banks is urging its members to be heavy on improving customer service. This comes after a report by the Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana indicating that only five banks scored above the threshold of 98% in relation to customer satisfaction. According to its chief executive officer, John Iwa, members should invest more in customer experience. He spoke to Joy Business at the launch of the 2022 CIMG Customer Satisfaction Index. 
the environmentals also play a role in this service. So we, we take the positives out of it and also um, learn from the areas where um, you know we had more or less a message of room for improvement. As an industry, we take customer satisfaction very seriously. So I'm, I'm sure our member banks will take their, their version of the report, go to their various banking infrastructure and digest the outcome and see the areas where improvement is needed and even where they did well to see how they can even improve it much better um, in the years ahead. That's all for Business on Newsnight with me, Emma Davis. Maxwell? Thank you, Emma. Well, the Ghana Association of Banks is piling more pressure on government to cut expenditure instead of burdening bondholders. This follows government's reopening of the domestic exchange seeking to restructure an additional 12.9 billion CDs. The Ministry of Finance has, through a statement, extended invitation to bondholders who did not partake in the previous DDEP to submit their bonds by Friday. Uh, well, for another round of restructuring. Uh, speaking on PM Express on Monday, Chief Executive of the Ghana Association of Banks, Johnny Wakor, on government to take the hit this time around. Well, we'll bring you that sound um, later um, in the um, bulletin. The Minister of Finance. He should go? Yes. The economy is in trouble. And I, I, when I, I, I saw uh, a group of uh, members of parliament asking for his dismissal, I thought it should be done. Okay. Yes, at least to give confidence to the system that, look, we are, look, we are serious. We want to get people who should go. But uh, he is still there. I, I said he should be removed, not because I have anything against him personally. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that at times you must make changes to give confidence to the system. Well, tonight, there are renewed calls for reforms at the Bank of Ghana, and that has resurfaced with political risk analyst Dr. Tio Champon accusing the finance ministry of influencing the formulation of monetary policy. Yesterday, former Auditor General Daniel Domelevu joined calls for the removal of the Finance Minister and the Governor of Bank of Ghana. Speaking to Raymond Akwa on our front, the former Auditor General insisted their exit will restore confidence in the economy. The Minister of Finance. He should go? Yes. The economy is in trouble. And I, I, when I, I, I saw uh, a group of uh, members of parliament asking for his dismissal, I thought it should be done. Okay. Yes, at least to give confidence to the system that look, we are look, we are serious. We want to get people who should go, but uh, he is still there. I, I said he should be removed not because I have anything against him personally. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that at times you must make changes to give confidence to the system. You had Daniel Domelov. While well, speaking at the 2023 Bar Radio Memorial Lecture, Dr. Tui Champon said the central bank has seen a decline in its authority to dictate monetary policy. So on the reform side, of course, there are some proposals about um, amending the Bank of Ghana Act. Um, the point really here is that, in my view, the central bank has become weak and 
to an extent even captured by on the fiscal policy side. The IMF's own words, they call it fiscal dominance. But in very simple terms, what it means is that they don't have control over monetary policy because it is really the, the Ministry of Finance and the Treasury dictating more or less the response and the things that they need to do. So he also added that massive inefficiency in public spending is worrying, citing how the government used COVID as an opportunity to overspend during the elections. So you see that during the pandemic, a lot of money was put into supporting people. The government actually pumped out uh, about $2 billion or roughly 22 billion Ghana cities to support the economy during the pandemic. Uh, this came from multiple sources, including the World Bank um, and the IMF. But what this did was that if you were to go back and read the 2020 budget, which was read in November of 2019, the government then said that they were going to run an overall deficit of about 5%. And it actually ended up being around um, um, about 14% in um, 2020 and another 12% in 2021. You had Dr. Tio Echampon. The Electoral Commission's Registration Centre at the Oforico Municipality in Ashanti Region has suffered intermediate technical challenges affecting the ongoing limited voters registration exercise. On Wednesday, applicants were forced to stay at the registration centre for several hours due to a technical failure. They want the EC to improve its service delivery in the coming days. Nanabwachi Yadom has the rest of the story. Slow network and poor internet connectivity delayed the start of the Electoral Commission's limited voters registration exercise in the Oforukro municipality. The exercise, scheduled to start at 8 a.m. daily, delays for several hours due to challenges in connecting to the EC's online registration system. Jerry James Suka, NDC communications officer at the Oferikrum constituency, is not enthused with the process. The people are stranded, the registrants are stranded at the various queues, at the various you know, district offices. The exercise was supposed to be taken to their polling stations or to their electoral areas for conveniency and then accessibility. But this is happening in contravention. NDC parliamentary candidate for Farikrum Anwal Sadat Ahmed says the intermittent technical hitches is a burden and must be resolved. Any exercise or any activity, even including election day, it has its challenge, mainly reaches network. Ever since they've been here, I don't know what, what time, I heard somewhere around uh, 10. Some around even 8 o'clock. 10, uh, around 10 a.m. to 8 o'clock. Yeah, it has been freezed. I mean, the network is jamming. Some applicants also want the EC to improve its service. We just need the ID card, so we are begging them. They should just try their best and help us. The network should come back. It's always about the network. You had Nanabwachi Yadom's report. To work or to stay in school, Michael kept tossing this coin till he settled on working so he can offer his family a good life. This was also a sacrifice he made because his dream of becoming an IT expert is hanging in the balance now. But as zealous Michael tells Hanodami, time is not a factor for him in the pursuit of that dream. He explains why in today's edition of Stories of Hope. Michael rides a tricycle popularly known as Pragya in Ghana. The three-wheeled, four-seater yellow sprayed vehicle with black trampoline windows 
is what puts food on the table for two children and a wife. He earns about 300 cities weekly. He is comfortable for now. What I've decided to do is to save between 250 to 300 cities every week. Michael, however, didn't set out to be a tricycle rider. He was a student of the National Institute of Information Technology, NIIT, a path he chose so become an IT expert. Yes, I didn't forget about school and yeah, I only okay. diverted so that I could earn some money. When I can afford to pay my tuition and take care of myself and my family, then I'll return to the classroom. I don't know when, but I'm certain that I'll continue my education. Along the way, however, he could not afford to pay the tuition. Michael said he was forced to make a quick decision, get money first, then later pursue his desired career. Man forget mom, but me I saw the men diverti embra we no muka cry. I didn't forget about entirely. I only diverted so that I could earn some money. When I can afford to pay my tuition and take care of myself and my family, then I will return to the classroom. He says many of his friends sometimes get shocked when they see him riding the tricycle, but Michael maintains he is not bothered because he has a plan. Come we say no. I say. As for me, I'm not shy at all because I know what I want to achieve. Now, always give it my all. He is advising young people not to completely shun menial jobs and other jobs deemed as low class, but to have a plan and work towards it. Everyone who is motivated can achieve anything and everything just as I'm doing. Don't rely on others to help you. You may get disappointed. Now, that's definitely a story of hope. Hannah Dani with today's episode. That's how we end the Nkrumah Memorial Day edition of Newsnight. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. My name is Maxwell Agbagba. Stick and stay with us. We have some good music coming up. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 